Tyler. Hello. Ready for some news? Always. You know that Free Guy movie? Just saw it into a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, we've got Scarlett Johansson joining Wes Anderson's next movie. Which, sure. Why yeah. <laughs> that uh, Netflix The Witcher Blood Origin added 10 people to the cast and got some directors. So. Good for them. Yeah. That is going to be a live action prequel and I'm really excited for more of that Witcher. So. We got uh, Kristen Stewart's Princess Diana movie. Got a release date, which is November 5th, 2022. Gonna go ahead and skip that one. I'll probably watch it because I like British stuff. Oh, I know you'll watch it. (laughs) Yeah, so. And then uh, that next Fast and the Furious apparently is coming April 2023. Mm, Too soon. Fair enough. And then, in the least surprising news ever, Anthony Mackie is set for Captain America 4. Which, yeah, I feel like we all saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, they all but gave him the Captain America name in that show. So, And then Audrey Plaza is doing a... Is this a show or a movie about Emily the Criminal? It's a film. Sure. I'm curious what she does with a more serious role. Mm-hmm. And then we got John Leguizamo. I always butcher that name. Leguizamo. Yes, is joining Anya Taylor Joy and Ralph Fiennes in Searchlight's The Menu, which is a dark psychological thriller comedy. Yep. Into it. Yeah, I'm curious about the thing. And then Marvel's Ironheart, which I believe is like female Iron Man. Is it? I think. I honestly have no idea. I think I think that's the case. Is going to debut in Black Panther 2 out of the Disney Plus series. So, sure. Okay. okay. Why not? Oh, yeah, it does say. Takes over yeah, the mantle of Iron Man. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Why not? And then Hank Azaria is going to play uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook in that Showtime uh, series about, it's like that anthology series about companies. Yeah, about Uber. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, he's good. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Go for it. And then, I think that's all we got for the quickfire stuff. Alright, well then, uh, let's get into discussion here. Yeah. Amazon and Sony, $100 million deal for Hotel Transylvania 4 to skip the theaters and debut on Prime. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's, uh... Is this the first deal like this that we've seen where it's like a streaming service is just like, hey, we'll pay you to just never put it in theaters? I think so. First one off the top of my head. Right? You know, like, because they bought without remorse, but that still hit theaters, did it not? Or no. Did it? No, it did not. What? That was Prime only, as far as I'm aware. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was billed as a Prime exclusive. Now I'm curious. 
I know. I think it did. Oh, no, it wasn't. Huh. Interesting. It's also... So, like, I don't watch the Hotel Transylvania series, but apparently they've grossed over $1.3 in theaters. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can understand dropping a boatload of cash for a movie and get it to exclusively come to your service yeah. instead of premiering in theaters. Yeah. I don't follow the logic as to out of everything that's out there, they aggressively and dumped a bunch of money on this one. Yeah, and I'm also really surprised that Sony let it go for like a hundred billion, given that it seems like it does very well in theaters. <laughs> that the three of them have grossed one point three billion so far. Yeah, so it's like, why wouldn't you put that in theaters? And yeah, the price tag seems a little low. Yeah, I wonder if there's back end on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, this. Just so many fucking unanswered questions here. It doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. I mean, if you were to divide it up, we're talking like roughly four hundred million ish each, yeah. for each previous one, and Sony sold it for a hundred. So there's eh. gotta be some other Well, I mean, if you think of it, so if you say four hundred for each gross, and then you take out take out a budget of a hundred, you know, for production, and then say like another hundred or so for advertising and such. And your theater cut in, you know, and that maybe leaves like 150 to 200 is gross. I maybe suppose. this, maybe this makes a little bit more sense to just get a clean hundred mil and call it a day. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, but it's, know, Prime's not like a go-to for children shit. And maybe no. that's why they're doing it. Cause they're trying to like enter okay. that market. Mm -hmm. I think Prime before they fucking continue to do anything, they need to fix their Fucking UI. Yes, it's so fucking garbage. It is so it's so fucking garbage. It is it is by large the worst user experience. Navigating it is a nightmare. It is full of fucking bugs. I'll go it's, so so far as to say I would rather use Spotify. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's just it's awful. It's so terrible, like, and it's like the fact that you can never fucking find anything. Like if you're searching for something specifically. It, it, it seem like I can never find it. Oh, see, and I'm the opposite. Like, if I want something, I can just hit search and I can get it. But it's like, if I'm like, what would be a good thriller movie to watch? It's like, wait, why are you showing me movies from like the 60s that are like, you know, yeah. got a two star rating on IMDb. And then you're only showing me 10 and half of these aren't even actually thrillers. Somehow they're comedies, but they're in a thriller category. And when you hit next, it just recycles the same 10 and you're like well i know you have more than 10 fucking thriller genre movies in here yeah and then you have to like click something else to bring you into a wider spread thing and then it, it's oh it's just a nightmare and for the disgusting amount of money that amazon has yeah i don't understand how they haven't fixed this i know and it's what's fascinating too is like or what i hate most about it is you have to go like three layers deep to get anything in it and it's like you need a UI that, like, click one button and you're where you want to go, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, it's like, yeah. Fix your shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No. Mini Amazon rant over. And then we got... 
something that is getting a remake into a TV series that shouldn't feel the dreams is getting a TV adaption at Peacock. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, not into it. That's that's not a movie don't that care. needs a TV show at all. That's a fine enough show or movie as it is. That. And it's like it's made by the people who did the Good Place, and I really like that show. Well, that Michael Schur, he's not even just the Good Place man. Like Michael Schur is the Good Place. He's Parks and Recreation. Right. He's fucking The Office. Yeah. And, and now he's gonna do Field of Dreams. Like that's not the person I I want for Field of Dreams if they were doing but it. I I know, and that's my initial thought too. But I always have to remind myself in situations like this where it's like okay, someone pitches me American Horror Story and go, yeah, Ryan Murphy. And you're like, oh, the guy oh, from Glee? Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, that is true. You're just like, yeah, get, get out of here. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to go from fucking Glee to murder? Come on. Give me someone who's actually capable. Yeah. So I, yeah. I try not to judge. But I mean, nonetheless, I, I don't think that Field of Dreams should be. But I, I mean, I'm sure there's people that love it with like, oh, 90 minutes was not enough. And sure. Yeah. Personally, don't care. Not into yeah. it. Not going to watch it. But I'm sure there are people that are just fucking creaming in their pants right now out of excitement. Probably. So, yeah. Weird. That's not something I would have thought that they would have been like, hey, let's do a TV show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Uh, well, Emma Stone for uh, Cruella sequel. Eight figure deal. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh some details on like kind of how Disney maybe got her to not file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Got like eight or ten million more out of the sequel. Yeah, well it says she made eight million on the first one and she's in the lower eight figures. Yeah. So like I'm probably thirteen, fourteen. So like that's yeah. still almost double. double. Yeah. Like right off the hop, so I mean, yeah, good for fucking her. Yeah, and then so when they talked about this too, they said that one of the biggest points of curiosity was like, well, what about back end? Like that's the big thing, and uh, it seems like her WME reps were talking in like uh, kind of earnings report that they're like they kind of reference stone of like we're getting the front end deals, and then we're also getting the back end you know, bought out kind of deals like Netflix has. So it's seeming as though she's getting some Disney plus backend. <laughs> so she's going to make bank. Yeah. Which like, so here's the weird part about this is like, it makes sense to give her that deal and have her not file a lawsuit, but to like give her the backend deal and a raise when someone is suing you for the backend looks real bad too. Cause it's like, Hey, we're not going to give ScarJo the backend. But if you sign a new deal, we'll give you back end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's the fascinating part is like they're getting sued for not giving people back end money on Disney Plus, And then this new deal is like, we'll give you back end. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's. I mean, good for Emma Stone. Seems like the real winner. But. But yeah. Wild. This uh, more information that comes out of this stuff, I find just super fucking fascinating on like mm-hmm. how it's all shaping out and 
and what happens. So, so yeah. And then we've got an AMC sci-fi series, which it seems like AMC is getting back into like maybe good TV. Mm. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's really the only reason I put this in is because like I I want good AMC again. I think everyone would like some good AMC again. Whether we ever get to see it, I don't know. I mean, this sounds like the premise seems interesting. Utopian colony on the moon that, you know, may hold the keys to preserving life. Okay. I mean, not like completely original. Like we've had similar premises and other things to the past, but I I don't know. Yeah, it's... AMC is so weird because it was so good for so long and then it just gradually like just turned into the walking dead and then it seems to have never came back except for better call Saul that shows great but other than that like I I don't know it's just it's a sad story like when like you think like eight years ago AMC was kind of like in the conversations around like HBO and stuff like that where it's like hey they make premiere TV and now people just go, oh yeah, Walking Dead, sure. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see. Like, I'll wait for a trailer before I uh, make any judgment. But given that it's AMC, I don't have, I don't have high expectations. No, me neither. I just, I, I really want AMC to come back, but I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for that one. Okay, well then, in exciting news, we're mm-hmm. getting another whole Welcome to Bloomhouse uh, Amazon slate of fucking movies. Yeah. Hell Bingo, yeah. Bingo Hell, Black as Night, Madres, mm-hmm. and The Manor. Yeah. So they give us synopsis for all of these, eh? Yeah, so I mean, like, I don't know, you want to burn... So, Bingo Hell, senior citizen fights to protect her beloved neighborhood from evil force that's taken over the local bingo hall and is killing residents in gruesome ways. Yeah. Uh, What? Uh Uh-huh, interesting. Black as Night, resourceful teenage girl driven by revenge alongside her trusted friend spends her summer battling vampires, terrorizing her city of New Orleans. Yeah. That one, I'm, I'm, I'm... you get behind. Yeah. Madrez is expecting their first child. A Mexican-American family moved to a migrant farming community in the 1970s, California, where strange symptoms and terrifying visions threaten their new family. I'm down with that one. All right. And the manor is after suffering a mild stroke. Judith Albright reluctantly moves into a historic nursing home where she becomes convinced a supernatural force is killing the residents. All right. <laughs> I mean, I can't yeah. say I'm going to watch all of those. No, the, the bingo hell one maybe doesn't seem... I read that one and was kind of like, what? And that one just <laughs> seems so over the top that I will probably watch that one and Black as Night. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. It seems like they're also going to be kind of doing like the Netflix thing where it's like, hey, Amazon original movies mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, I mean, Bloomhouse isn't a bad... 
slate of movies to get on your service. No, it's it's weird though because it seems like Bloomhouse went from these cheap indie, low budget, like meh kind of horror movies, and then like all of a sudden they started like stepping their game up, and their the Bloomhouse movies were like, damn, Bloomhouse, like yeah, really knocking out of the park, and like not to say because. Not to say these movies are not going to be good, but it feels like they're going back to the yeah indie low budget stuff. So, like maybe we're just the future going forward is going to be like two versions of Bloomhouse. You get like the high quality, high budget stuff, and then you get the straight VOD indie low budget stuff. Maybe. I mean, yeah. just like looking at like all the because they give you casting for a bunch, all four of these movies, and it's like I, I don't recognize any of these names. No, which that's also kind of a Bloomhouse thing too, right? Like, look at Escape Room. Like, there was maybe one person in there that you'd heard of before, right? That per- that chick from Daredevil. Uh, Other- that chick from True Blood. <laughs> okay, I've never seen True Blood, so. Daredevil was after True Blood. Okay, all right, all right. Got our our facts straight here. All right, but like that was the only person you really like that was noteworthy, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. So, and I the second one like doesn't seem like it has any noteworthy either. No, not really. No, but yeah, yeah, fair, fair's fair. I'll check these out. I mean, yeah, why not? I'll at the very least watch the previews and decide from there. Yep. And then, uh, so we got some Netflix employees um, using those metrics, you know, that Netflix never releases. Apparently yeah. they, uh, they decided to use them to trade some stocks. <laughs> well, who would have thought that was a bad idea? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's called insider trading. <laughs> and yeah, so it seems like uh, a couple of analysts at Netflix over the years uh, stripped out all of the metrics for a bunch of the shows and decidedly chose when to trade their Netflix shares. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I mean, these aren't small amounts either. They were able to get like hundreds of thousands of dollars in profits. This is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And like, apparently, like the main guy who was doing all this stuff, Jun Mu Jun, quit. Yeah. And then pressed another person, Aiden Lee, who was a new software engineer, and pressed that person to give them insider secrets again and for whatever reason this other person who was a software engineer there for five years from 2016 to 2021 kept doing it yep i don't know like i like how did they not think they were gonna get caught i don't know like especially if you have any sort of affiliation with a company if you work for a company and you're trading stocks and making boatloads of money yeah, you're like, going to get investigated. Yeah. Like, the yeah. only time you can get away with that is if you're a politician, in which case you can find out <laughs> about all the pandemic stuff, Yeah, trade a bunch of stocks and make millions on millions, yeah. and then you're okay, even yeah. though you're a politician with inside information. You're okay in that regard. Yeah. But 
by if you work for a company that's and you're not a politician, then this is a big no no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a yeah. In- interesting, but like fucking yeah. I still want to know what those metrics are. I think everybody does. Especially now. But, but yeah. Not really too much more to that other than hey, some people fucked up. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about Apple's uh, quality over quantity. Yeah. It looks like they're doing a wool adaptation with Tim Robbins. Yeah. The post-apocalyptic drama series based on the Silo trilogy, Wool, Shift, and Dust. Yeah. Takes place in a ruined and toxic future where a community exists in a giant silo underground, hundreds of stories deep. Their men, women live in society full of regulations they believe are meant to protect them. I'm getting society, Netflix society vibes here. I'm into this. But this is going to be on Apple TV, so it probably won't get canceled after one fucking season, Netflix, you fucks. Yep. Yeah, and it's also got Rebe- Rebecca Ferguson and uh, uh, some of the folks that worked on Justified are working on this, which I really like that show. And uh, some of the script, the script writers are the same people that did Defending Jacob. And Ooh. I really like that. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of all on board for this and anything Apple TV does. Because they haven't let me down yet. Yeah. So it sounds like it could be a real, uh, real banger. Yeah. Especially because like it's when you do like a good dystopian future thing, I find it really good, but it's also super easy to get the CWs 100 yeah right so it's like and Tim Robbins is fantastic so I'm down for this I'm down for this I'm really curious how this turns out because it has like all the fixings for something I would really like so yeah and then like we talked about this a little bit last week too. Quibi is doing Reno nine one one full episodes. Fucking right. That show is the bomb. Like it's just one of those shows that I think for so like I mean people who watched it probably loved it, but I feel like it just flew under the radar being like a Comedy Central show for so long. So right. many people probably like never heard of it or like heard of it but never bothered to watch it. Like I think so many people are missing out on just the amazing comedic genius that is this show. It is so fucking underrated. Yeah, and I would definitely be one of those people that it fell under the radar for because I've never seen it. So It's so good. And if you go back and watch it from the beginning, there are so many guest appearances. Oh, is there? Where you're like, oh shit, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's great. Like, just... So many people. You're like, I had no idea that they were just in an episode of Reno 911. That's so random. Hmm. Do, do the older episodes still hold up? Have you watched oh, them yes. recently? Okay. They, the whole the whole show still fucking holds up. All right. All right. You should check that out. Super yeah. good. Love Reno 911. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to do... And does it say how many episodes they're going to do? Ordered four additional half-hour episodes. So, yeah. 
I hope they keep doing this with some of those Quibi shows. Like I think we talked about before. Like mm-hmm. I hope they take some and actually make make more shows out of it because they got the rights to it, right? So yeah. And wasn't the didn't the creators have weird rights with Quibi too or something? Wasn't that all like they technically still owned the rights but couldn't make it anywhere until the deal lapsed or something? Yes, for some of them, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this is where they're looking at those going like, hey, who wants to continue making stuff? And then they can, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Um, Misha Green and Jer- Journey Smollett. Mollett? Yeah. Developing Birds of Prey spinoff movie focused on Black Canary. Yeah. I'm super into this. I really liked that Birds of Prey movie. I did too. And I, that, that was the Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, my favorite part was fucking what's his name though? Oh yeah, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he, like, he stole that fucking movie. He was yeah. I just want more more of, of his him. character. <clears throat> yeah, he was like he played one of the best bad guys I've seen in like the last decade. He was great. Yeah, oh, phenomenal. But uh, I like this just because I like her because they did Lovecraft Country together mm-hmm. and I really like that. So like I just like those people. So if they're doing a spinoff, yeah, sign me up kind of thing. Yeah, I think it could be really good. Yeah. And they were interesting characters. Yeah. Yeah. And HBO Max. So like, yeah, don't have to wait to see it in the theaters. Yeah. So I'm I'm down for this. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that it'll ever happen, but I really want them to do more with that Ewan McGregor character. But yeah, I don't uh, think they will either. But no, because that was he was fucking so good in that. Oh yeah, he really was. Like he, I, he made that fucking movie. But yeah, like I yeah yeah. And then here we go, some more. Uh, News on Disney and ScarJo. So Disney is doing the uh, the very corporate thing and trying to force her into forced arbitration, which I remember watching a documentary a long time ago on how that is really terrible for a lot of people. <laughs> so do explain. Because what is, for, what, why, why, I, like, I don't know a whole lot about law, so why forced ar- arbitration? So forced arbitration is basically a clause where if like an employee sues the company, the company goes, you signed a forced arbitration clause, which means we hire our own in-house mediator and they decide the outcome. Oh. Yeah. So that's what forced arbitration is. And it's really bad. So like the documentary off topic, but the documentary I watched years ago, which is like, if you want a fascinating documentary on how this is not good for a lot of people, there was a documentary about, um, some of the big oil companies in the States doing this with their employees. And there was like people getting like raped and fucked up overseas and like getting it done real dirty. And they would like sue the company being like, your employees did this to me while I was working with those employees. And then they would just put them into forced arbitration and be like, here's 10 grand, get the fuck out. You signed it in your employment contract, so have fun. Oh shit, eh? Yeah. So that's like what forced arbitration does. So Disney is trying to pivot into that, which I mean, if she signed that in a contract, she doesn't really have a leg to fucking stand on in that. Yeah, that's that's why a lot of people 
I have like issues and say forced arbitration shouldn't be a thing is because a lot of the times it's just you sign it in your employment contract and if you don't want it, tough shit, go work somewhere else. So that's rough. Like me and you both probably have forced arbitration clauses in our employment contracts. It's very common. Oh. So but yeah. Well um, then. Yeah. And so this seems like I don't know if it was in her contract because it says they're filing a motion to force her into this and this is where i don't know if like you have to file that even if it's in their contract or if they're like filing it trying to just do it this way i don't know yeah i guess i should just kind of wait and see more how this plays out yeah yeah but it's like they're yeah it's this is such a fucking ugly thing like this whole scenario. Mm-hmm. And they're even like trying to compare, like, they're saying, like, hey, this actually did really good in theaters. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's weird. This is, uh, I'm really curious how all of this turns out. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah, if it ends up in forced arbitration, we'll just never hear about it again. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. Good old Disney being Disney. Well, I think that's it for news. Yeah. Alright, so what did you think of Free Guy? I really liked it. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it as well. I thought that was a really good time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, me and a buddy watched this in Suicide Squad on the same day and both came out going like, that. those are like really good summer tentpole like action movies, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of like turn off your brain, get some laughs, and have a good time. I think that's yeah yeah I, I quite enjoyed it too I like the little nods to like other games like bringing out like the portal gun and yeah that whole Captain America shield thing was pretty funny and the shout out to Chris Evans yes the last minute like hey since we bought this in the Fox merger someone like Ryan Reynolds was probably like hey what if we just added a bunch of Marvel shit in because now we own that too yeah and it looks like they got the okay for that, and then he pulls out a fucking lightsaber, and it was just like, all right, yeah, sure, that's the fucking metaverse dumbass shit that I want in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that movie actually, like, I, I was, I enjoyed that movie way more than I thought it would be because I had zero expectations for it. Yeah, well, I wanted to see it, and it just coincidentally, I was talking to the fiance, and I was like, oh, I want to go see this movie, and she's like, okay, let's go see it. Okay. Like, that doesn't seem like something you'd want to see, but sure, whatever. So I got tickets and we're on the way yeah. to the theater. And she's like, yeah, I have no idea what this is about. And I'm okay. like, like, no idea? She's like, no. I'm like, did you even watch a trailer? She's like, I was going to, but then I didn't. <laughs> All right, it's sure. Like, she's not a gamer. She's not like heavily into the movies or TV shows like we are. And she just went in completely blind. Stuff, so she went completely blind and even she really enjoyed it. All right. On. I think it's, it's just a good time. Like, I think that, like, it's it's a good time that has, like, some heart and some charm to it. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. So, the fact that they're going to do a sequel. That is a no-brainer. Yeah. So, the only thing that I was, like, it fucking rolled my eyes at is, like, all of the fucking real-life YouTube people that they had in. It's just like, okay, I get I, it. I thought it was a little bit much, but I did appreciate the fact that it was actual. Yeah. True. Actual, yeah, like to have like Courage JD and Pokimane and Jacksepticeye and stuff like these are people yeah. that I've actually watched their videos. So it's like, okay, cool. Like at least if you're doing this, you're doing it with real people. Yeah, you're doing it right. So 
Yeah, no, I, I, I had a really good time with that movie, and actually, I'm curious what they do for a sequel. Yeah, yeah me too. Because, like, they kind of leave, like, they leave it open enough that you can do something, but, like, at the same time, like, so, like, spoilers, I guess, for a minute, like, they kind of wrap it all up in a nice bow, right? Yeah. So, how do you do a sequel? Like, I mean, it's a video game metaverse, you can fucking think of something real easy, right? But, mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah it was it was really it was really really good. Yeah, nice attention to detail. Lots of shoutouts to other games. There's like a couple scenes where they're showing like players different layers. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. like oh that looks exactly like my garage in Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, yeah like that's yeah. that's I have that chromed out car yeah. and I have like a pink SUV with a machine gun on it. Like that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. They got like the meta of like people who play games like us or you were mm-hmm. watching it going like, yeah, that's, that's the dumbass shit that I buy in game that just looks completely fucking stupid, but that's yeah. why you do it. <laughs> it's cause you're like, I just want this hot pink Hummer with a fucking Gatling gun on it. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, it was yeah. really good. Very well done. Yeah. It was, it was way better than I thought it should be. It's good. And then I checked out Suicide Squad. And? Uh, very similar to Free Guy. Like, kind of like an all around good time, like summer action movie with way more gore than Free Guy. <laughs> okay, I'm into that. Because it's like, uh, uh, it's, I won't say anything because this is spoilers, but they. You know how that movie has a really big cast? Yep. They do some interesting stuff with that. Let's just say that. But it's on uh, my list. I'm going to, like, in the next couple days, watch it here before I go back to work. It's solid. I just haven't had an opportunity yet. Yeah. It's solid. It's uh, it's a lot better than that original Suicide Squad. So <laughs> that's, all I re- that's all I needed because the first one was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot better than that. Um, you know, and it's. Yeah, it's a really good time. Like, it's... The characters are good. John Cena is meh. He's John Cena. Um, but, yeah, like, it's solid. It's it's a good, like, ensemble kind of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, but with DC villains kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of what you want a Suicide Squad to be. Not like that first one, right? Like, you want a movie where it's, like, they're joking around, doing dumb shit kind of thing like being villains and showing people die like they do that and they do it well so i think it's i think it's good sounds right up my alley yeah it's good definitely check it out so see ya and then yet yes okay so you know how every once in a while cinemax decides to stop doing like red shoe diaries and basic cable porn and then they hit us with a banger like banshee or warriors yeah. So they did it again with this. So this is a show that stars Carla Gugino. And so she's like a thief that goes to jail. Okay. And she comes out of jail and kind of gets slowly clawed back into like the thief life and the criminal underground. And it is very much like a banshee where it is like action like that and like kind of stealing shit and doing all of that stuff. And it's done really well. It's good. It's good. Hmm. It's very much like a banshee, which is awesome because it's like it's 
I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like very much kind of like that type of show of here is her getting back into the crime and like having to do heists and stuff like that. And, you know, it's got really good character writing and development and stuff like that. Like it's super solid. It's super and solid. And only one season. So far, yeah. Not and so far. Done. So they're t- I saw a report and like they're maybe talking about doing more. Which okay. I'm all right with, but at the same time, it's also just a really cool, like, limited series. I didn't know that they, like, officially canceled it. Yeah, because I was just like, well, maybe I'll add that and see what it's all about. And I immediately see one season and it's ended. Huh. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. I still think it's worth a watch because it's only, like, nine episodes, I think. Mm. Okay disappointing but anyway it is it is good it is it is uh definitely worth checking out especially if you like the banshee stuff like it it, it reminded me a lot of banshee because it has like similar like oh we're getting back into the crime world kind of thing right yeah but, but yeah i think it's worth a watch all right i will probably check it out yeah it's all it Big brother. Big brother. Are you fully caught up? Uh, yes. Okay, so am I. I just, tonight's episode is the only one I haven't seen, obviously. Right. Well, thoughts? Okay, I really like the start of the show. Because I thought, like, the gameplay was really good. And it seems like it got, like, a little stagnant. Or like not much, like it didn't seem like much was happening after, remember that guy you were telling me about that was just like completely like brain dead, like side note, I have never seen such an airhead in my life before as that guy on that show. Holy shit. Yeah. He was next level dumb. Like, but like, it seems like now, like this kind of last week's episodes seems like people are actually making moves again. It seems like. Yeah, well, I I always forget her name, but she's basically the one who's like fronting the whole cookout. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's starting to annoy me. Yeah, that's fair. Because she's not like, don't get me wrong, like she's a good social game player, but she's not a good player. She doesn't really like, she hasn't done anything and then she's. You know, like, oh, these people should be doing this and they should be doing that. And like, good from that standpoint. But I just get tired of hearing her complain. And I'm, and I'm like, I, I'm so glad that they finally booted Brittany out. Yeah, yeah. Because boy, oh boy, was I ever getting real tired of her going on the block, crying nonstop about how it's so unfair that she's being picked on. It's like, uh, you're in a fucking game here. You're in a, yeah, you're in a game. Yeah, like no one's picking on you. They're just. Someone has to go on the block. Sorry, you're yeah. it. Yeah. And then she cries and she cries and she cries and then she gets mad and she gets worked up and it's, I'm taking myself off the block and I'm going to show all these fucking guys. And then she doesn't. And then she's safe because she's always just a pawn. And yeah. she goes up again and it's just like, yeah, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Cry, get angry, don't win anything. Cry, yeah. get angry, don't win anything. And it's like, okay, finally, like about time, just get out. Yeah, I agree with that. And I... I don't know what it is about this season, but do people just like 
Did they see that one airhead guy that got voted out and just realized that, like, like, it seems like they have no, like, idea of, like, that there's everyone is living in the same house? Because mm-hmm. they, like, oh, what was uh, that Asian guy? Derek X. Yeah, so he was talking with someone else and they had a third person there and then they, it's like they forgot that they were, they had this third person sitting with them. And just like divulged a bunch of alliance details that the third person didn't know about right in front of them. And I was like watching this and I'm like, yeah, that was with Brent when they talked about him going home. Yeah. And it's like they panned to like the room, like the interview room. And she's like, wait, what is this new alliance? And it's like, do you just forget that other people live in the house with you? Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do. I, Derek X is like my favorite player right now because like so far he's the only one who's made like a big fucking move and he backdoored Christian got him right out good for him he should have that was the move to make and I love that he sat down with Kylan and Xavier and they're like yeah like it's in our best game to keep all three of us in here because then you know like we're all each other's targets and blah 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 like it's in my best game to keep you here because you're a big target and vice versa and then he sits down and he goes and he talks with like Claire and he's just like, when someone tells you that they don't want to put you on the block, what does that usually mean? She's that like, backdoor. Yeah. And he's like, yep, they're going to try and fucking backdoor me. Yep. And he, it's like, yes, man, you got it. Like, you're the only one who's made a legit fucking yep. big play here and took out a real competitor because that's my other gripe, but it's it happens every season. And the, oh, I'm nominating you. Because you're a comp beast and you're a big threat in the house. And it's like, okay, cool. So I have no HOH wins, no veto wins. I ha- I'm, I've been on slop for two fucking weeks. Please explain I'm, to me again how I'm a comp beast and a big yep. fucking threat in the house. It's like yep. the go-to excuse to like eliminate someone. Yeah. The same yep. when they're like everyone is rally- rallying to get Sarah Beth out. It's like Sarah Beth hasn't fucking won anything. No. And she's no. not even like a like she's smart because she's like seen what's going on. Yeah, but she's not like an amazing social player. Like she no. hasn't pulled any fucking puppet master strings to get anyone out. So like she is like one of the least threatening people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but uh, that Derek X guy is he's he's fun to watch because mm-hmm. he is incredibly smart in that game, but also incredibly dumb at sometimes. Where it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, which is what makes it entertaining to watch because like you see that he's smart but then he'll just like divulge the details of an alliance in front of someone and not realize it so it's like it makes for good good tv what what blew me away is when he was debating backdooring christian instead of just debating it and then doing it he goes to fucking Alyssa and says hey by the way i'm thinking about backdooring your fucking boyfriend That's right. That's and right. then like all the drama that proceeded to happen for like two days before the actual veto ceremony. It's like, yeah. why did you? That's what I mean. He's simultaneously why? like the smartest and dumbest person in that house. <laughs> yeah. Didn't follow it. He's He makes so many things where it's just like, okay, you're like you're smart. You know how this game works and you're making moves. And then like there's other times where it's like, man, d- you just not realize the words coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good. Like it makes for entertaining watching, right? So I'm, it seems like it's picking up again because it seems like it got a little stale there where like no one was making any moves and I was yeah. like watching it and I was kind of like, okay, this needs to pick up again or I'm going to drop it because Big Brother is very, very much a show that like if I'm not being engaged with like the social gameplay, like to me, there's no point in watching it, mm-hmm. you know, because like I don't really care about the physical competitions, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So if the kind of social gameplay isn't there, I'm I'm out. But it seems like they're kind of more of that is kind of coming up. So yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to see who uh, gets nominated tonight. So who do you think? Who do you think's making it to top two? Like for the whole game? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like early thoughts on who's making it far? I think Xavier is gonna go far. Yeah, me too. That guy is playing fucking chess while everyone's playing checkers. I would like to see Derek X go far, but I mean, I think it's very soon, if not this week, that he's gonna Xavier and uh, K, whatever the other guy, K. K can't remember. Yeah, I think the guy who's head of household right now. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna <clears> make a move. Yeah, they're gonna get him out. Um, I think Aza and Big D will get kind of they'll just be casualties knocked off because they don't really do anything. They don't no. win anything. They're friends with everyone in the house, but they don't do anything. No. I think Claire will be knocked off in not too distant future because she's nothing special either. I think she'll make it farther than Big D and the, that other person just because she at least like does decent in comps. I don't think she will just for the simple fact that where the numbers lie right now, if the cookout really can stay together without fucking each other over. Yeah, they really true. could knock out the rest every, of every yeah every non cookout member, which would mean Sarah Beth is gone, which would mean Derek X is gone, which would mean Claire's gone. And that is and true. Brittany yeah. just left, right? True, true. So I think you'll end up to we'll end up at that point where it is just the cookout members. Kylan, that's his name. I think Kylan and Xavier will make it to the top three. I think they'll shortly after they get down to the final cookout, they'll. Knock out uh, Aza and Derek, big big D, pretty quickly, yep. and then they'll go after Hannah and uh, the other girl that I can't remember her name, who's like pseudo basically running the cookout. Right, right. That tracks. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's solid. Mm -hmm. And then we both checked out Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've only watched the first two. Okay, me too. What'd you think? I was... It's good and not good? Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought it was super interesting how they... in the They tackled, you know, Black Lives Matter and Derek Chauvin and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. But then it also, like... It, I liked how they tackled it, but it also almost felt a little inorganic and they were pushing it too much yep. in a show where they didn't need to go as far as they did. Yeah. And then it, the whole episode on like the pol police brutality and then yeah. the whole explanation where it turns out that the captain's like, oh, I'm going to delete this video because <laughs> I don't want to go through like this yeah. meeting and this meeting and then this investigation. And it's like, <sighs> it's like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's hard to like explain because it's like I I get why they did it, I get why they did it, but it's like they, it seems like they didn't know how much to do, so they just did more. So of it. they went all in. Yes, which mm -hmm. I like. I think that's totally fair because that is such a fine line to skirt, right? Of like oh, how absolutely. how much do you do it? So it's like, do you just <clears throat> fucking commit to it? Sure, why not? Um. But like at the same time, there is still a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine in it. So oh, I'm yeah, for sure. 
which is like still is enjoyable as shit to watch. And I'm curious what the like did they just touch on that stuff as like kind of the start of the show, and then they just kind of get back to what Brooklyn Nine Nine was, or is it a running theme? I think it's, <clears throat> it's going to be a running theme simply for the fact that Rosa quit and is now right. a private investigator. Right, right, right. And she said she's going to be a private investigator to nail dirty bad right. cops. Sure. So right. this, in order, and like Rosa's a main character, right? So this is gonna, yep. uh, this obviously has to be an ongoing theme. That's right. That's right. Is this the last season? Are yep. they making? Okay. This is it. This is it. All right. Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if this last season is going to be able to wrap everything up. In an appeasing way, let's just say. I'm nervous. Because it's it's going to be a hard thing to do with the subject matter that they're touching on, right? Yeah. It's going to be a real easy thing to bosh, right? So it's, Especially because it's a very touchy subject matter that a lot of people are passionate about, right? Yeah. So. I'm just yeah. going to have to wait this one out and see how the next two episodes go. Yeah. And it's like... I don't envy the writers of that show that have to skirt those lines because mm-hmm. that would be, <laughs> that would be a tough thing to write. So yeah, yeah. And then so Titan season three premiered. It's like three episodes out now, three or four, and it's a lot better than that second season so far, which I think is really good. Did it look like they get a budget increase of any kind? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Well, that's good. Um, they haven't gone too much into some CGI yet, so we'll see. I mean, I'm still expecting some bad CGI. <laughs> but, but yeah, it seems like they're they're going some places that are a little bit darker that I'm kind of totally into. Like, I don't... Okay. Are you going to watch it? I'm debating. Okay, I won't talk spoilers then. But like they, they make some decisions and do some stuff with Batman that is kind of like, all right, for a show that is about the Titans and not as much about Batman, they sure shit had a lot of Batman in it for a while. Hmm. Um. Which okay makes sense, but uh, but it it seems to be getting back to what I liked about Titans, which was like, hey, this is a little bit more kind of darker grittier and what threw me off in the second season was like they kind of got real cw campy like halfway through it and i and i dropped it and never watched finished it because i was like i'm not into this so hopefully that isn't the case this season but Mm. but so far like i'm enjoying it it's totally solid i mean like it's not anything spectacular but it's it's an enjoyable watch okay Yeah, I'm curious where it goes. But the first three or four episodes, I think. Is it four that's out? I think it's four. Or so far, not bad. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then I checked out the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins movie. I actually kind of want... I saw a trailer for it like a week yeah. ago, and I was like, you know what? I actually kind of want to see this. Yeah. It's actually like not bad. It's not bad. It's like if you like the Snake Eyes action stuff of like those GI Joe movies, that's kind of what this whole movie is. Hmm. And it's so it's decent. It's uh yeah, it's kind of like a martial arts kind of 
movie mm-hmm. that touches on his origin and it's it's totally an all right time like yeah it's, it's actually well done yeah like it's nothing spectacular but like the action is pretty good um some of the story beats are kind of like eh, that's that's real dumb but we're also talking about a snake eyes origin movie so yeah. some of that stuff not dumb as shit but like all in all like i watched it and i was like okay this action is like done well enough that i'm having a good time watching it it's got that one guy from warrior in it the main guy mm-hmm. and he was pretty good i like him i was like all right this is doing all right like i'm totally all right with this there's cool scenes where they're riding around on motorbikes doing fucking backflips off of them and slicing into a truck and then back onto the motorcycle and i'm like all right this looks cool i'm into this okay so actually not terrible yeah yeah i which i totally thought this movie would be like maybe kind of dog shit because <laughs> those gi joe movies are kind of meh yeah but but yeah it's actually like pretty decent good time all right i'm really curious what they do with that franchise like are they yeah, gonna make well, another gi joe I, I don't know it seemed like it started off okay and then kind of quickly went downhill mm-hmm. and that's why i was like uh snake eyes i don't know is it worth it is it not but like the trailer made it look yeah. really good yeah. and honestly like i watched the trailer and aside from like the title it's like it didn't even strike me as like a gi joe snake eyes movie yeah yeah like it, it's basically only in name only and they, they kind of wink and nudge to some characters and stuff you know and because it, it's an origin like by the end of it he is a gi joe right so, mm-hmm. but yeah like it's it's good it's all it's a solid watch all right i'm curious if they do like, are they just going to do a bunch of G.I. Joe origin movies now? I don't know. Good question. Maybe that's the way to go to keep the franchise moving. Maybe. Man. Yeah. That's Snake Eyes. Definitely worth a watch. And then so I checked out Val, which is that Val Kilmer documentary. Yeah. I've been curious. That is a fascinating fucking documentary. Really? Yes. That man has had quite a life. But essentially, like... The kind of pitch it is, like, that dude's been filming pretty much his entire life. Mm-hmm. And so it opens up and he walks into, like, this big storage warehouse and it's just boxes of films and VHS tapes. And it basically tells the story of his life and kind of everything that went around about how movies are made and, like, kind of circles he was in and around and it was like super fascinating to see like that deep of a dive into someone's life in in hollywood if that makes any sense yes he he doesn't shy away from much about his career and where it went and stuff like that and and yeah it's it was crazy like i it's weird but it's really fascinating if that makes any sense Mm mm-hmm it's a hard thing to describe, but I think it is anyone like us that is super into film in Hollywood and all that, I think definitely should watch it because it is such a fascinating look into that. Okay. Um, like, and just, and some of the people that pop up in it where you're just like, holy shit, that's, that's Sean Penn <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> it, it, like before he did any movies. Um, like there's one part where it's Val Kilmer's doing like his first 
Broadway show and he was like, yeah, I was super excited. I got the lead. And then he was like, and they bumped me to second lead uh, because Sean Penn was available. And it shows like him talking with Sean Penn. And then he was like, and then they bumped me into third lead because Ethan Hawke was available. <laughs> and then it shows like all three of them talking in like the dressing rooms of like when they all did Broadway and stuff. Like it's crazy. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll yeah. add that to the list because yeah. I saw that and I was like, that seems interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, and it is it is a very fascinating look into that man's life. And he is he's a character, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. It was like a super cool look into his career and how much he hated the bat suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Definitely worth it worth checking out. And then I watched this movie called Midsummer. Yeah, I can't believe you just fucking watched this, dude. Have you seen it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I don't know. Because I thought it was fucking garbage. It wasn't... <clears throat> it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't nearly what I thought it was going to be. It was weird as... F- it was weird as fuck. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. Right yeah. up until the old people started fucking yes. jumping off the cliff. Yes. And I was is, like, um, that is when that movie took a turn for the weird. And I went, oh, it's one of these. It's yeah. one of these artsy movies. Yeah. Okay. Because the, right. pre- the premise got me. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm into this. And then, yeah. yeah, when the old people started jumping off, I'm like, okay, whatever. But that's sure, whatever. And then what really like really hammered it home to like I'm not really into this is like when dude was gets like coaxed into going into that room and banging that one chick. In uh, front it was of just it. like a big orgy scene. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And then of course the whole ending where they're like in fucking making skin suits on like things and get, yeah. and get and then, like lit on fire. And, and they shove that paralyzed dude into a bear corpse. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Like, the first part of that movie, I was like, oh, Florence Pooh. And she was acting it out of the park in, like, that first, like, hour with her grief. I was like, all right, I'm into this. And then things started getting weird, and I was like, and then I immediately kind of knew what this movie was going to be. I was like, okay, it's going to be one of these art house movies. And I, like, had this moment of, like, should I keep watching it? And I almost didn't. Because I was like an hour in and I was like, I'm just going to commit and smoke some more weed and see if that helps with this. And it didn't, but (laughs) that was something else. It, it took a turn, took a turn. And I also realized after I watched that movie that that's the same production company that did the green Knight, And also the same production company that did that Pierce Brosnan movie that I really didn't like. Um, sensing a trend here. Yeah. But that's also the same production company that did Val, and the same production company that did Uncut Gems and Ex Machina. So they've made uh. some good stuff, but they've made a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. That movie took a turn for the weird that I wasn't expecting <laughs> at all. Because, yeah, when they start jumping off that cliff. It's like, fuck. All right. Yeah, it went in a whole bunch of different directions that I was like, eh, no. But I was already committed, so I yeah. fucking just carried on. 
Yeah, that was kind of where I was at, where I was like, I'm, I'm an hour into this and there's an hour and a half left. All right. Let's yeah. see where it goes. <laughs> but yeah. Weird fucking movie. That yeah. seems to be the trend with like some of these Artos movies is like that first hour is like, get you into it. And then it seems like they just take a turn and you're like, all right. Uh, and all trash. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I would have watched that a couple years ago now. Yeah, and I, I can't remember why I stumbled upon it. But I saw it and I was like, I'll, I'll check this out, sure. But yeah. Yeah, not that great. No. And then, so I found an app that I thought was really cool. I would check it out. It's called Letterboxd. And it's a social media app based solely on reviewing TV and movie. That's all yeah. it is. Well, I looked at it, and it also tracks stuff, too. Yeah, so it's tracker, too. So as soon as I... Because I saw you post that, so I'm like, whoa, what is this? Is this, like, like a debrid streaming source of some kind? Or... I can't seem to discern the difference between this and Tracked. So does Tracked do, like, reviews and ratings and all of yep. that stuff? Yep. Okay. So then maybe it's a very similar to Tracked. Because I was like, oh, I can get into this. And like, I've always thought about like maybe like throwing down my two cents on movies and stuff like that and on TV shows. Yeah. But then like, as I looked at it, I'm like, okay, well, like it tracks my movies. Well, Tracked tracks my movies. And it's like, oh, but you can write a review. And it's like, well, in Tracked, I can post a personal review and I can go recommend this and all that other stuff. So like, I don't, I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, so I like I never used Tracked, so I mean, if that's the case, then maybe it's very similar to that. I don't know. You've never used Tracked? No. Really? Yeah, no. Dude, that is like the only thing I use to track my fucking media shit. I just use Plex. Yeah, but just <laughs> like I yeah. recently joined the Plex world, right? Yeah, Before that, it was all Cody and stuff. And the nice thing with Tracked is it has API integration into like almost everything you can imagine. So does so, uh, Letterboxd. So, so you can like integrate it into your Plex, you can integrate it into your Kodi, and there's even extensions where if you watch anything, Prime, Disney, all that shit through a browser, it can scrabble it through there too. So this also, Letterboxd also has all of that too. Like you can integrate it into Plex. It's actually even built into Sonar and Radar, which I saw the other day. I like clicked a button in my Sonar and it was like, hey, add to... Uh, like letterboxed i was like hmm, all right sure so what would be the benefit of adding it to radar or sonar uh my guess is so then it would like plug in like that you've watched it or it's been added radar to your and list. sonar don't as doesn't track whether you watch something i don't know then or maybe you can go in through like sonar and radar and like trigger hey i watched this and then it just feeds it into your account maybe i don't know i never like i saw it but i didn't click any deeper and yeah. i didn't mean to but again radar or sonar doesn't track plays no. So, I don't know. So, maybe it's like if you add something to to that HD, Cinema oh. HD box, then it'll go, oh, and it'll add it to your sonar. So, I just I just checked. And so, if you click it in Radar, it'll take you to the movie page on Letterboxd where you can see reviews and where it's streaming and all of that stuff. Oh. So, you click so, it and then it brings you to like, hey, this is what people thought. Oh. So... See, and like, if you were to run Tracked, for example, 
you can add a show to track because the track lets you have lists, right? Right. Of like stuff that you want to see or stuff that you might want to see. And you can sync your track to your sonar or, or and or radar. So if you add a movie to a certain list, that'll add it to your sonar, add it to your radar. Okay. All right. Seems like they're doing like the same thing then. Mm-hmm. Two different versions. Yeah, I can't believe you never really touched track though. I assumed everybody used tracked. No. And maybe I used it for a little bit at one point, but well, I if, just if you're into this letterbox HD, go have a look at tracked. Because hmm. that might be more into your wheelhouse. Yeah, might have to. But, but yeah, my just stumbled across this letterbox thing and was like, alright, I'm gonna make an account and just start fucking writing reviews for a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of kept doing that. And it seems like an alright little platform for that, so. But I might have to look at track too, so. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't really have anything else as well. Fair enough. Well, as always, if you have a question or anything like that, feel free to email us at tuningthroughthestatic at gmail.com. Other than that, that's all I got. All right, catch you on the next one. Later.